0: Breaking news tonight here in Top Story. Tonight,
1: a verdict for the fallen crypto king. Sam
0: Bankman-Fried, guilty on all seven counts of fraud and conspiracy. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Tuesday, the 7th of November. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. Sam Bankman-Fried was once the crypto king. Now he's facing more than 100 years in prison. It's one of the most spectacular rise and fall stories of basically anyone in recent memory. In today's episode, we're going to look at the rise and fall of SBF and what his conviction means for the crypto world moving forward. But first, Ira, what is making headlines this morning?
1: Well, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will conclude his four-day visit to China today. He met with Chinese President Xi Jinping in Beijing on Monday after attending a trade fair in Shanghai. The trip was the first by an Australian Prime Minister to China since 2016, with Albanese describing the relationship with China as important.
0: Public drunkenness will be decriminalised in Victoria from today, coinciding with the Melbourne Cup. It comes after an announcement from the state government back in January A health-based approach, including the implementation of sobering centres for those publicly intoxicated, will replace criminal charges.
1: It is the first Tuesday of the month, which means that the Reserve Bank of Australia will meet today with experts tipping an interest rate rise will be announced. It comes after the International Monetary Fund last week said that national inflation is still too high and recommended the RBA continue to lift rates here in Australia, as well as further governmental measures to limit inflation.
0: And today's good news. Iskia Brooking has become the youngest ever player in A-League history. Brooking made a brief appearance for the Western Sydney Wanderers, aged two weeks shy of her 15th birthday, that is young, in a match against the Newcastle Jets on Sunday. Pretty much exactly a year ago, we got the news that FTX, which was one of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges, had filed for bankruptcy. And that was following a string of quite shocking revelations about how it worked.
1: I feel like in that one sentence alone, there are about 10 acronyms Ooh, and are in four shortened now. words. Yeah, one of those things that like everyone assumes, you know, but no one actually knows the meaning of. Mm. Um, Isn't that
0: just crypto all up?
1: completely. I don't think I could give you a definition. Okay. Anyway. Well,
0: let me try give you a definition. Wait,
1: wait, no, but I want to know specifically what a crypto exchange is.
0: Well, that's exactly what it sounds like. It's an online place where crypto is exchanged. And when we talk about cryptocurrencies, we're referring to a class of digital assets or digital money. Mm-hmm. They exist entirely online. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of different cryptocurrencies. The most famous one that you have definitely heard of is Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But there are many, many more. You can own them and you can buy and sell things with them. And crypto popularity has exploded in recent years so advocates say they offer protection against theft and fraud because there's always a record of the transactions and that it presents a way to transact free from the control of governments and traditional banks. Wait before you go on do you own crypto? I do I do dabble in a little bit of (laughs) crypto. Why? Because I am curious about the potential of different ways of doing things. It's okay. not very much money, um, mm-hmm. and it was a lot more than it is now. Okay. Um, but I think it's interesting the way that you can have different financial models, and I thought I'd throw a little bit of cash in there.
1: Okay. So you're a crypto bro. Um, no. So what? Are the, you've outlined why people could and would buy crypto. Yeah. What are some of the downfalls? Well,
0: critics of cryptocurrency say that that same fact, that they're removed from governments and the watchful eye of regulators, makes them riskier because they don't have the steady backing of, say, the US government for the US dollar or the Australian government for the Australian dollar.
1: Okay, so you've spoken there about cryptocurrencies, but in your opening little spiel you also referred to FTX, which is a crypto exchange.
0: So where you trade those currencies... And it's like changing US dollars to Australian dollars. But in crypto terms, you could take your Australian dollars and trade them on FTX for Bitcoin. And then you could trade the Bitcoin for another one like Ethereum. So you can move your cryptocurrencies around.
1: So then what are the differences between exchanging crypto and exchanging, what do you call it, conventional currencies? Well, the main difference is how the
0: crypto exchanges operate. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is the crypto exchanges can also let you store your money in them. So they're acting a like little a bit like a bank in that sense. And it means at any one point, these exchanges have billions of dollars worth of their customers' money on their books at any one time. Now, that's not exactly how traditional currency exchanges operate. If you're a traditional currency exchange dealing with euros and dollars, even you know a physical one like at an airport, you're governed by very strict rules about what you can do with customers' money. But because the crypto industry is, of course, new and relatively unregulated, that isn't the case here for crypto exchanges like FTX. They were operating pretty much outside of the view of regulators. Mm -hmm. Their financial records were a bit murky, and the safeguards that would normally be there just weren't there. So we had this situation where nobody was even really thinking about how much of people's money FTX had on hand and what they were actually doing with it. And then all of this came to a head a year ago when we found out FTX was doing some pretty dodgy stuff.
1: What exactly went wrong with FTX? What You said dodgy stuff. What does that actually mean?
0: So FTX was taking its customers' money. Remember, we've got billions of dollars we're talking about here. And it was siphoning it into a sister company called Alameda Research, which was an investment company. And Alameda was investing customers' money with no transparency on really risky investments. So essentially, you can think about it as they were gambling with the money that people had put into FTX. And what that meant was that it had billions of dollars tied up in a form that could just vanish if FTX got into trouble. So what this all meant for customers is that when they logged on to FTX, they would see a screen with how much Bitcoin they had, how much of other coins they had, their holdings. But while their account and that screen showed the value they had invested, FTX was actually doing other things with that money through the sister
1: company, Alameda. And this presumably caught up with them eventually. It sure did. How did everything come to light about the story?
0: Yeah, so in November last year, we started getting media reports from crypto publication Coindesk about all of this. And then some other major crypto players also started to voice concern. Brian Armstrong from Coinbase had a lot of suspicions about SBF and FTX. He was wondering, where'd they get all this money? And in response to all of this reporting, people started to get a bit worried. Now, Binance, which is another crypto exchange, actually a rival of FTX, they'd invested some money into FTX. But when they pulled their money out of FTX, that led to widespread panic. That was a big symbol for the market. After that happened, everybody wanted to get their money out. But FTX, of course, having tied it up in all of these risky investments, didn't have people's money on hand to give back to them. So they filed for bankruptcy. Everything totally unraveled. And FTX's 31-year-old co-founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, who we call SBF, was arrested on grounds that this business structure was illegal and that he had defrauded his customers.
1: The story of SBF is just so fascinating. I mean, it does feel like a fall from grace. It feels a bit like an Icarus flew too close to the sun, Yeah, you know. Every front page had his face on it as the next big thing. He
0: was on the Forbes cover.
1: He was on every cover. And like the whole tech world looked up to this guy and turns out wasn't doing very good stuff.
0: Well, this was the king of crypto and he was a really prominent face of the entire industry. And he actually played a big role in making crypto mainstream. You know, FTX ran Super Bowl ads with celebrities. Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. And because of that, and because of his prominence in the space, SBF himself became something of a celebrity, and he developed this persona of almost a bit of a boy genius.
1: In less than five years, Sam Bankman-Fried went from buying his first Bitcoin to becoming a crypto billionaire. Many, many times over and
0: he's just... He talked a lot about the positive impact that he wanted to have on the world. He was a major donor to the US Democratic Party and he actually had been leading a push, get this, towards regulating the crypto industry. But now, of course, the tables have turned a bit.
1: And so the world watched on with, I'd say, great attention Mm. um, this trial of SBF that culminated last week with a conviction. What came out of the trial?
0: Well we heard a lot from some of SBF's former friends and business partners who testified against him. One of the key witnesses in this case and someone who got a lot of media attention in the trial was Caroline Ellison and she was the head of Alameda Research and in a relationship with SBF on and off as well. Now remember Alameda was the sister company FTX was siphoning money into for those risky investments. And she testified that she and others, including SBF, committed fraud, conspiracy to commit fraud and money laundering. She alleged that the decision to use FTX customer funds to cover Alameda's bad investments was SBF's decision.
1: That made up part of what the Jury deliberated and ultimately they came to the conclusion that SBF was guilty and they found him to be guilty, I believe, in five hours yeah, was, or so. It was a quick
0: deliberation.
1: So what grounds has he been convicted on?
0: So he's been convicted on seven counts of fraud and conspiracy, mm-hmm. keeping in mind the fact that there were billions of dollars at stake here. It's a very serious category of wrongdoing. In fact, the U.S. attorney prosecuting the case called it one of the biggest financial frauds in American history. A multi-billion dollar scheme designed to make him the king of crypto. Here's the thing. The cryptocurrency industry might be new. The players like Sam Bankman-Fried might be new. But this kind of fraud, this kind of corruption is as old as time and we have no patience for it. So he'll be sentenced in March and he could be facing life in prison. The maximum sentence for the offenses he's charged with is well over a hundred years.
1: The last time we spoke of this many acronyms, Mm. um, SPF, (laughs) FTX and the like, was when SPF was first charged. I think that was last year. The vibe at that time was that, you know, this could spell the end of crypto and it could be this huge transformative time in the industry. Yeah. Is that what's happened?
0: Yes and no. I do think there's been increased regulation of the space this year. I mean, Binance, the other competitor to FTX that I mentioned before, they've also been sued by the US financial watchdog for mismanaging their customers' assets and manipulating trading, which sounds eerily familiar. Uh, Then there's been Coinbase, which has been charged for operating as an unregistered broker. So we are going to hear these stories come up more and more. But you have to remember as well that Bitcoin, which is the biggest cryptocurrency in the market, has more than doubled in price this year. It's still off its all-time highs, so it's still nowhere near the glory days. But it does prove that there's still an appetite for investment in this space. So we could hear more stories like this in the months to come. But I don't think this is the end of crypto by any means.
1: Thanks for listening to The Daily Oz today. We would really love it if you could leave us a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. It's a really good way for us to get the word out, uh, get more people listening to this pod, sharing it, and hopefully enjoying it. Have a great day and we will speak to you again tomorrow.